Hello, my diamonds. Welcome to episode 65. My name is Sabrina Victoria. I am your host. It is October 31st, Wednesday, 2018. I certainly hope that you guys will be safe and will be sound today. Um, Today, I want to talk about goals, um, the importance of setting them. The reason that I thought that this would be an amazing topic to cover today is because the new year is well on its way, and once October and November start hitting, everyone starts talking about their goals that they plan on hitting the year following, and um, I kind of want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to something a little bit different than what you're used to. And I also want to talk about different ways to set goals and different things that you can do to finally, in 2019 coming up, finally hit the goals that you've been trying to hit for the last two, three, five, seven years or whatever it is. Um, so let's make this a good one. Join me. She has no business giving advice because all the so-called social norms are against her. But she's here in your world to give her slightly biased, in-your-face opinion on how she thinks you could human better. Follow now to catch all her inspirational words on life, business, love, and learning to empower yourself. And now, your host, Sabrina Victoria. Hello, my diamonds. Welcome to episode 65. Today, I am talking about goal setting. 2019 is well on its way, and um, we're all really excited, and we all can't believe how far into the 2000s we are. It's just, it's getting a little crazy, I'm going to say, and I'm feeling old. I'm feeling old. Um, And now I kind of understand how my parents felt or my teachers felt when I would say things like, I was born in 1982, and they'd be like, oh my God, the 80s. Now I'm actually talking to individuals daily who were born in the 2000s, and um, I just can't believe it. I just can't not, I cannot believe it. But anyways, before we get started, um, I want to talk about the woman who is sponsoring my channel at the moment. Her name is Ines Simpson. She is a hypnotic therapist. (laughs) She does hypnosis. She is wonderful. She does everything from um, health and wellness. Uh, She runs her own podcast. I am going to be linking her um, website or her platform below. Make sure you check her out. She has been in this industry for years. She has so much knowledge when it comes to um, bettering yourself mentally and emotionally, and I highly, highly recommend for you guys to check her out. Like I said, her link is in the description below. If you do check her out, make sure that you let her know that you found her through me, and I will be greatly appreciative of that. 
Let me link her message right here, and we'll get back to you right after these messages. Have you stopped to think seriously about hypnosis? Hypnosis can set you on your way to better health, can free you from anxiety, phobias, and so much more. Join host Inez Simpson for Hypnosis Everywhere, Inez Simpson and the Simpson Protocol. This show is for anyone from the experienced hypnotist practitioner to the merely curious. Inez Simpson offers tools and insights from the whole world of hypnosis with guests and open discussions. Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol, airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health and Wellness. All right, Diamonds, welcome back. I know that there is a huge following on my site with individuals that are well aware of how important it is to be constantly educating themselves and constantly making sure that they're gaining as much knowledge as possible when it comes to doing good for themselves mentally and emotionally, not just physically. I think a lot of times we get wrapped up in this rat race of our physical physique and how our, we physically look outside to everyone staring at us. And uh, I really, really do believe um, so much so more now than ever before that it all starts with your mental and emotional well-being before you can even remotely start to work on your physical or your financial even. Um, a little bit about me as far as where my, um, I guess, footprint started when it came to all the social media, I, if you go back and you look at my Facebook feeds from maybe six, seven, eight years ago, or my YouTube channel from when it first started, everything I did was based on health and wellness regarding your diet and your exercise. And um, back then I was working out constantly. I was eating extremely healthy, which I still do now. I still do uh, keep a uh, regular um, uh, fruits and vegetables uh, high in my diet, and I, I exercise regularly. I do stretching and yoga regularly. But what I found was as I was talking to individuals and as I was trying to inspire people and as people were coming to me and asking me all of these questions constantly, I started to realize that they weren't able to keep up the regiment and, and the reason, the real reason why it isn't because of them not wanting to get the results, right? Because we all know that if we eat well and if we exercise a lot, then we will, for the most part, have a slimmer physique. And a lot of times that's what so many of us are constantly chasing. Um, we're never quite happy with how we look physically. But what I started to realize that you know people would get to that physique and... Um, They'd work so hard and so diligently at getting there. And then within a year, you look back at them and they've put on 50, 70, 100 pounds back on. And it's this huge yo-yo diet that they're constantly on. And I truly, truly believe that the reason the ups and downs are so um, insane is because they have never worked on themselves mentally and emotionally. You have to be good, as I say, up here. You have to be good with yourself. You have to feel amazing. 
with yourself, how you are. You have to continue to grow your education and grow your knowledge uh, yourself. Not, I don't mean going to college, but I mean constantly reading and constantly improving and constantly trying to be the best person you can be mentally and emotionally. And then what happens is automatically, once you start feeling good in your head, everything else just falls in place automatically. And this motivation that everyone's always trying to, to catch, you know, I need to feel motivated or I need to be inspired or these um, Instagrams, you know, uh, threads that are constantly throwing up motivational quotes constantly. If you look at my Instagram, every other picture is a motivational and inspirational quote and people feel like they need to to, um, to digest all of these words all the time in order to, to feel good, in order to feel motivated so they can actually hit their goals and so that they can actually you know eat right or diet or whatever it is. But in actuality, it's because they're not living up here good. They're not feeling great up here. And that's where it starts. So the moment that you can actually seriously believe and know and trust yourself and feel the confidence in yourself, that's when all those other things will start to take place. And that, my friends, is when real like uh, movement, real good things start to happen for your soul, for you as a person. And that's where all this comes from. So I kind of wanted to start talk about goal setting. And the reason why, like I said earlier, is because it, 2019 is on its way, right? It's a new year and everyone starts thinking about this stuff right around this time. And everyone says, I'm not going to do it until the end of the holidays because they want to stuff their faces with turkeys and pumpkin pies and cookies and, and candy canes and cookie and um, candy and everything that comes with the holidays. And I totally get that. Um, I'm not saying don't do that, right? But what, I'm, what I am going to tell you is that right at this time would be a really good time for you to start adding some more good stuff. So one of the things that I learned early on, six, seven, 10 years ago for me, is that we as humans hate being told what not to do. And the moment that you can grasp that and acknowledge the fact that you too are one of those people, you hate being told what not to do, is the moment that you can actually start manipulating yourself as a human being. Because what happens is that once you learn that you can't be telling yourself that you can't do something, that's when you can start to acknowledge the fact that you actually work better when you allow yourself to know what you can do. So instead of working in the nose, work in the yeses. So instead of saying, I can't eat candy or I can't eat cookies or I can't have danishes, instead say, I can add more fruits. I can eat, drink more green smoothies. I can eat more, whatever it is, whatever healthy alternative that you're looking to grow towards. And what will happen is instead of focusing so much on what you can't do, you'll start to focus more on what you can do and you'll roll down that path continuously. Now, it's obviously a work in 
progress. It's obviously something that takes time. It's obviously something that you're not just going to be like, aha, and within moments be on this amazing roller coaster up forever. That doesn't happen. We all have ups and downs and we need to start realizing that as a culture, when it comes to goals, Goals are sometimes huge letdowns because sometimes we don't hit our goals. Sometimes there's a lot of obstacles in front of our goals and we need to learn to not be so hard on ourselves. And we also need to learn to allow ourselves to have as many yeses as possible, as many wins as possible. So even if you are munching on Halloween candy tonight or tomorrow or the next day, Allow yourself to be able to feel okay with that. Obviously, don't overindulge. That's disgusting. But also allow yourself to know that you can have more fruits and vegetables. And the trick is, right, the manipulation that you're doing to your mind or to your body is that if you introduce good things like apples and bananas and grapes and raisins and and, um, dried fruit and nuts is hopefully you will be filling your body, right? Filling it to a capacity where you're not full and you're not craving the sugar because all that is is you're craving a sugar or you're craving energy. Your body is craving the candy for the high. But if you're allowing your body to get that high from a different source, like something that's high in fruit, like watermelon, last night for dinner, I just had a half of a watermelon, literally cut a watermelon in half, placed it on my lap here at my desk while I was working and just ate a half of a watermelon for dinner. And it has enough sugar, substance, and nutrients in it where I felt full at the end of the night and wasn't indulging or or wasn't craving any sort of sugar or anything like that and went to bed very happy and healthy. And that's what you need to learn to do is to allow yourself the ability to know what you can do and not focusing so much on what you can't do, if that makes sense. So one of the things that I want you to do going into the holiday season is not necessarily restricting yourself, not necessarily telling yourself that you can't do things, but I want you to tell yourself all the things that you are allowed to eat, all the things that you are allowed to do and adding more good things. So instead of saying, I can't watch TV, saying I'm gonna add in a 30 minute walk. So make sure you get in your 30 minute walk and then that in turn will turn into minus 30 minutes that you spent in front of the TV. But instead focus on the stuff that you can do, if that makes any sense. So that's one of the things, that, that tricks that I learned really, really early on on how I can kind of get my brain to work um, in the direction that I want it to be going. And a lot of that, a lot of it is, that's what it is, is you need to learn how your mind works, learn how your body works and then become, acknowledge it, be aware of it and then learn to work around it. And a lot of times that's what it is. It's becoming very self-aware of how you work as an individual So um, let's talk a little bit about goal setting. I don't know if any of you guys, I kind of wanted to give you guys this um, little, uh, I don't know what it would be called, a fable. I don't know. But uh, there's this story of three, four frogs. Four frogs are sitting on a lily pad. One of them decides to jump off. 
how many of them are left? What do you think? Now, most people, not most, I shouldn't say most, a certain percentage of people will say if four frogs are on a lily pad, one decides to jump off, that means that there's three frogs on the lily pad left. Now, that answer would be incorrect. The real answer is four frogs are on the lily pad. The reason the answer is four is because I said one of them decided to jump off, not that he actually jumped off. So the second thing with setting a goal, it's not about deciding. It's about acting on the decision. And this, this story, when I heard this story years ago, this was a huge, huge deal for me. So not that I am the type of person that normally procrastinates, but I think all of us have some sort of procrastination in our lives. We all somewhat procrastinate or a lot procrastinate, depending on the type of individual you are. But when you can grasp the concept of the difference between deciding and acting, huge, huge strides will be made in your life. And at that point, again, a dozen years ago, I have been very proactive in being very, very decisive with my decisions. And I have found that the more decisive that I am and acting on my decisions immediately, immediately acting on my decisions, the more that I have continuously gotten done in my life. And I have made huge strides from where I was to where I am because of my action. There is very little procrastination in my personal life or in my business life. And the reason why is because the moment I make a decision within minutes, hours, or days, I am already acting on it. And it's those actions that have created huge movement for me. Because this is the thing. Even one small action is one step closer to the goal. So... Let's take, for instance, um, let's take, for instance, eating healthier, okay? Since we're kind of on that path at the moment. You're sitting at home and you're putting together a grocery list. You've decided in the back of your mind that you're deciding possibly maybe this week you're going to start eating a little bit healthier, Okay. You go to the grocery store, you're in the produce aisle, you're in the salads with the fresh greens, and you have a decision to make. Are you going to eat healthy or are you not going to eat healthy this week? My goal for you is to be decisive, make a decision, and then act on it because this is what's going to happen. You buy the fresh greens, you buy the salad dressing, you buy whatever 
um, toppings you want for your salad. You put it in your cart. You do your rest of your grocery shopping. You go home and you're trying to figure out what to eat for dinner. Now, because you were decisive and you put the action towards your goal, which was purchasing the salad, now that you're home, you're one step closer to eating healthy. Does that make sense? Versus thinking about eating healthy, not buying the salad, getting home, making macaroni and cheese, and deciding to do it a different day. See, since you already made the one action of buying the fruits or the vegetables or whatever you were buying, you now have it in your home, which makes it that much easier to that night or day or the next day or whatever it is to eat something healthy because you already created an action, okay? So it's the same with everything. When I created my uh, podcast, actually, I made a decision to make a podcast. Within a few days, I reached out to somebody who I saw had a podcast on my Facebook. I didn't just, I didn't stalk him for a few days. I literally reached out to him immediately. Shout out to my friend, Chris Pagnosi. He's the one that did it for me. Shout out, I, I literally messaged him on Facebook immediately, asked him a gazillion questions. And instead of saying, oh yeah, no problem within a day or within a next week or next week, I'll try it. Or, oh, thank you so much for the information. I'll try to do that later. I literally signed on to SoundCloud while I was talking to him on Facebook and decided immediately <clears throat> to go ahead and get that up and running that, that day, that minute. And because that happened, I was then able to make my very, I made my very first podcast that same day. So I finished talking to him. He showed me how to do it. And that night, again, not only did I sign up and register and all of that stuff, that day I went on to um, GarageBand on my computer. And within that day, I made my first podcast, learned how to upload it. It was something silly. It was like a five-minute blurb of just like testing, testing, and I'm going to try this out with my microphone and all this stuff. Uploaded it, waited till the next day, watched, listened to it. It worked perfectly. And because of that decisive, because of that action, that day, not thinking about it, not procrastinating on it, I was then able to... I was then able to take that first step and grow upon it. So the very next day I was able to put up a podcast and the very next day after that, I was able to put a podcast up and the next day after that, I was able to put a podcast up and then I was able to make a challenge for myself where I was going to do 30 podcasts in 30 days. And from the very first day that I, that I had talked to somebody about how to do it, Exactly 33 days later, I had 33 podcasts up. It's fantastic. But see, if I wouldn't have had action, see, so many of us learn something and then we say, oh, we'll do it later or oh, next week or maybe tomorrow or let me think about it. There's too much thinking and not enough action. The moment that you start to take more action in your life towards the things that are important to you is the very same time, at the very same time, massive things, good things will start to happen in your life. So instead of being the frog 
that decided to jump off the lily pad be the frog that actually jumps, if that makes any sense. Let that little story play over and over and over again in your head and allow yourself to realize how impressionable that story really is for you in your life, okay? Now, <clears throat> the one thing also is you want to make sure that you're staying optimistic and you want to make sure that the people in your life, the closest people to you are optimistic. Now, I've touched on this several times between <laughs> all of my social media and how important it is to make sure that you have a good attitude and to make sure that the people in your life have a good attitude. Now, I do realize, as I've spoken before, there are going to be sometimes negative people in your life that you can't remove, right? There's sometimes you're married to a negative person. Sometimes your children are negative. Sometimes your boss is negative. Sometimes um, your family, your family is sometimes negative. You can't like unfriend your mom. You know, there's, there's going to be people in your life that are sometimes a little bit more on the negative side. And I have an entire podcast and YouTube um, video explaining that. I'll actually link that below. If you have someone in your life who is extremely negative, who you can't get rid of, you work with them or they're your family or they're your spouse, I actually have an amazing podcast where I explain how to deal with that situation. So if that is something you're dealing with, please note that I will put that in the description below and please check out that uh, podcast. It's very, very inspirational. So I do want to say that you're going to want to make sure in overall, right? They say that the look at the top five people that you hang out with. The top five people you hang out with more than likely mirror exactly how you are or who you are um, within a certain degree, right? So finances, um, your mental health, emotional health, uh, how positive or negative you are, your eating habits, your exercise habits, they're very, very similar to the top five people that you hang out with. If you only hang out with two people, the top two people. If you hang out with 10 people, top you know, those 10 people, whatever it is, look around your circle. Take a second, look around your circle and figure out whether or not the lives that they're leading is the type of life you actually want to be leading. And if it's not, you may need to find some other friends. Or maybe not find other friends. Maybe just drop those friends and get to reading one or the other. But if you take a look at the top people that you are hanging out with and you look at the similarities, a lot of times they're very, very similar. The other thing that you want to recognize is who's strong in your leadership or in your group. Who is the leader? Because a lot of times what's happening is whether or not you're a leader or a follower, I don't know where you are, but you're usually paying attention or trying to be like someone else. So it's very, very important to make sure if you don't have a leadership type personality, that's totally fine, but make sure the person you're following, the person you're mentor, you're being 
mentored by is somebody that you actually want to be when you grow up. And if not, again, you may want to go somewhere else for a different sort of person to look up to. So make sure the person that you're looking up to, make sure the person that are in your close-knit friends are actually individuals that are causing you to be a better person mentally, emotionally, financially, um, health, fitness, everything that goes along with that. And yourself, obviously. There's self-talk. Again, I cover this in in another podcast, how important it is to make sure that you're talking positively to yourself and about yourself. I've mentioned so many times how important it is because if you really think about it, you are with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You shower with yourself. You drive with yourself. You go on vacation with yourself. The self-talk that you have going on in your mind as far as where you're going and where you're focusing and what you want to be when you grow up, what is the self-talk that you constantly have revolving in your head? Is it more positive or is it more negative? And if it is more negative, what can you do as an individual to try to change the conversation? If you think about Okay, just hang with me for one second. Let's say you and your self-talk, right? All the gibberish that goes on in your head, constantly rolling in your head. Let's say you and your self-talk were two people, two separate people. What you need to ask yourself is, would you... Um. Would you invite your self-talk to be with you as a best friend every single day, right? So the person who's nagging you, the person who's telling you you're not pretty enough or not good enough or not smart enough or not educated enough or not quick enough or not healthy enough or too fat or too skinny or... What Whatever negative thing or positive thing, are you the type of person that would want to hang out with that person on a daily basis, 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Would you invite that person to go on vacation with you? Would you invite that person to go across country with you? Would you invite that person on a long weekend with you? If the answer is no, you need to start turning yourself talk around. You need to start being more optimistic because you are hanging out with yourself all the time. What type of friend are you to yourself? See, a lot of times we are our worst critic. We are our worst enemy. Would you honestly be hanging out with yourself if you had a choice? If you had a friend that was constantly saying all the stuff that you said in your head, would you consider that person your friend? And I can tell you, honestly, there has been several, several times throughout my life where I definitely wouldn't have wanted to be hanging out with that person because she was so cold and so dark and so sad And a victim, a victim, so weak 
and pathetic. See, I want to hang out with somebody who's a fighter. I want to hang out with somebody who doesn't take no for an answer. I want to hang out with somebody who strives to be her best, who strives to be amazing every single day and never gives up on the what ifs. What if I got to this level? What if I accomplished this goal? What if I wrote that book? What happens when I hit my 100th podcast? See, I want to be hanging out with somebody who's constantly striving for greatness. Why? Because if that person's striving for greatness, then I have to keep up. And it's a constant race towards goodness, a constant race towards potential, a constant race towards goodness. And that is who I want to be hanging out with. And that is why my self-talk 95% of the time is so positive and so strong and so optimistic. And that's why when somebody asks me how I'm doing today, I always say fantastic. I always say awesome. Because would you really like to be hanging out with somebody? If you and your friend were hanging out together and somebody came up and said, hey, how are you guys doing today? And you yourself said, awesome. And then your friend over here was like, eh, I'm doing all right. My foot hurts, having a bad hair day, feeling a little lumpy, got some cottage cheese growing on my ass. It's pathetic. It's sad. It's depressing. It's nobody who's light and bright and who I would be proud to be standing next to. I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God, shape up, get a grip, count your blessings. But see, so many of us in our heads are hanging out with people like this who are weak and who are pathetic. And I challenge you to change your self-talk this way when you're setting goals for yourself they become more realistic because what type of person accomplishes their goals? An optimistic person, a fantastic person, a person who has everything going for themselves, a person who is confident, a person who is unstoppable. Make sure that your self-talk is a person that you would want to be hanging out with, a person who's pushing you, a person who's challenging you. It's so, so important. The other thing is we all fail. I kind of touched on that earlier. We all fail. Stop being so hard on yourself. The number one thing that happens with the New Year's resolutions, which by the way, I have not had a New Year's resolution for probably 10 years. I refuse to have New Year's resolutions because when I make a resolution to stop doing something or start doing something, I do it that day. I don't wait. If I resolve to be better at something, to do better at something, to start something, I don't need to wait to start working on it. I do it immediately. 
immediately the moment I think about it, I start researching and start figuring out ways that I can get to that point, ways to better myself constantly. There's no in the future for me. It's right now. I am right now. I am living right now in the present. And that is the mentality that will get you to the places that you want to be. Stop becoming so frustrated with yourself about failing. We all fail. Every single person on this earth has had big, huge fails in their life. The older they are, the more fails they have had. The more successful they are, the more failures they have had. The more money they have, the more failures they have had. Fails come with the winds. It's just like sales. For those of you that are in the sales industry of any sort, the yeses come with the noes. You cannot have the yeses unless you go get the noes. They are all intermixed. The yeses and the noes are mixed up together. And there's no way you can get yeses in your life unless you are willing to get a bunch of noes. I work in the door-to-door industry. We knock on doors in order to make sales. You knock on a door, they say no. You knock on a door, they say no. You knock on a door, they say no and no and no and no and and yes. And yes. And then a no and a no. But see, you couldn't have gotten to those two yeses unless you first went through the six or seven no's. Without the no's, there's no yeses. It's the same thing with goals. When you're striving towards a healthy goal to start eating healthier, sometimes you're going to eat a donut. Sometimes you're going to have pizza. Sometimes you're going to overindulge on a rack of ribs. That doesn't mean you failed. That just means that you decided to have a a rack of ribs. That's all it means. All it means is that day you decided to eat donuts. That's it. It means nothing else. The moment that that action is done, you can continue to work towards being healthier. And if you decide to have a day where you indulge on Reese's peanut peanut butter cups, or whatever they're called, that doesn't mean you failed. It means that day you decided to eat whatever candy that was. And then the moment that that action is done, you can continue on being healthy. See, too many of us put such like a a flat rule. There's like a rule of the moment that I fall off the bandwagon is the moment that I failed. And that's not how it goes. You can fall off the bandwagon for a day or two days or a week or a month or a year or two years or five years. It doesn't matter. At any given moment, you can make a decision that that is now over and you now want to be healthy and you can be healthy, but it's all on the action, the action of the decision that you made and it can take place at any moment, at any time. There is so much failure in goal setting. But see, the difference is 
acknowledging and being okay with the failures. See, I became, again, very aware of how important it was to fall. Because when you get back up, number one, you learn something. Number two, you have an amazing story you can tell. And number three, you become so much grateful when you reach the top. So much more confidence is built when you fall. Allow yourself the ability to be okay with failure. There will be failure. That's okay. Everything is going to be all right. You have to continue to get up. O-P-O. O-P-O. Now this one, this one I learned from a company called DS Max. One of the first real sales companies I worked for. OPO stands for other people's opinions. Other people's opinions. So this is what happens. You're going to set a goal. And you might decide to tell someone about your goal. And depending on how optimistic or pessimistic that person is, that person will either be very, very proud of you or they will decide to give you their negative opinion. That is called other people's opinions, O-P-O. Now you can decide as an individual to listen to other people's opinions or not listen to other people's opinions. So this is what I've done. You can do it this way or not do it this way. But I have been successful in dealing with this by doing one thing and only one thing. Over the years, I have become very aware of how important it is to be okay with myself. To know that I am good. To know that I am wonderful on my own, by myself. I have enough confidence in myself to know that I'm great, good, awesome, fantastic, amazing. And I don't need anybody else's opinions. Now this means something. Okay, now this might seem all great and dandy and oh yeah, it's real easy. I think I'm great and awesome too, Sabrina. But this is where it gets tricky. The tricky part is not only does this allow you the ability to ignore the negatives, but you're also going to have to learn to ignore the positives. Sounds crazy. But is, this is what happens. And we all know you will be able to relate to this. Okay? Think of your relationship even. Think of your personal 
relationship. If you're not in a relationship, think of your last relationship. Now think of all of the negative things your partner said to you. I'm sure there's a slew of them. Now also, side by side, think of all of the positive things your partner said to you. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Now when you think back to arguments, when you think back to uh, lulls in the relationship, what were you constantly focusing on? The negatives, right? He always says this to me. She always says this to me. They call me this. They call me that. He called me this. Name calling and bullying or whatever it is that happened in your relationship. See, the moment that you can start to ignore the negatives fully, And the more that you can start to ignore the positives fully, the better off you are. Now, why is this? Why do you have to ignore both? Because when you put all of your, I guess, eggs in a basket, and your basket is filled with, I care so much about how people think about me. And all your eggs are in this. I care how people think about me. And when people pour you compliments, all your eggs are safe and all your eggs are great. And they're fantastic. And they're beautiful. But then the moment somebody starts saying negative things, All of your eggs are crushed. They're all crushed. And broken. And hurt. And gooey. And they start to smell. And they start to get rancid. But see, if you take your eggs, and instead of putting them over here in a basket for somebody else to tell you what to do with them, and instead you just kept them with you, safe. And they were your eggs and you made the decision on what to do with them or how to think about them. Nobody else can get to them and nobody else can hurt them. You need to learn to turn off all of the voices, all of the good and all of the bad. Now appreciate them, right? Appreciate the good, right? My boyfriend gives me tons of compliments. He gives me tons of love and I appreciate every single compliments and every single um praise and I, and I hope that in your relationship there's similars similar things good stuff you appreciate them And I also encourage you simultaneously to learn from the negatives. So any negative talk that's going on, be aware of why it's happening. Be aware of what triggered it. 
Be aware of maybe if it's something that you do need to work on. But don't hold them so close to your heart where all of your self-worth is based on what they're saying. You can't have so much weight on other people's opinions because what really matters at the end is how you feel about yourself. See, if the moment that somebody says something negative about you, if your entire demeanor falls to the ground, what is that worth? Your entire day is now totally ruined because all your self-worth is based off of what someone else said to you. And then the moment somebody says something good about you, then all of a sudden you're having a fantastic day. Great day. Because all of your self-worth is based on that person. But what if you took the compliments and the negatives and you let them surround you and you let them penetrate your mind and you listened and you were aware like a little itty bitty roller coaster but then right through the roller coaster there was a line your line and your line was confident in the fact that you are good see because then what happens is if your line is positive and good, then all these other little roller coasters, ups and downs and ups and downs that people are feeding you, they don't do much. They don't do much. Don't put so much emphasis on how other people feel about you. Feel the love, appreciate the love, grow from the negatives, but learn to be emotionally and mentally good. Get to a point in your life where you are confident in your abilities. And no matter what anyone said, when somebody says you're amazing, you can think to yourself, I know. And when somebody says, you're not amazing, you can say, I disagree. Because neither one of them will hit you off kilter. Neither one of them will have you flying in one direction or the other. See, I was in a very, very abusive, verbally abusive relationship. The moment that I realized how detrimental this was to my self-worth is the moment that I needed to start ignoring because what happened is I would go through these huge, ridiculous roller coasters of feeling like I was on cloud nine and then feeling as if I was a stabbed mouse in the corner. 
within moments, within moments. And I have over the years learned that I don't need to hear or to to grasp or to hold here what anybody else thinks about me. Now, does hearing something make me feel bad? Sure. Can hearing something make me feel good? Sure. But overall, I have become so confident in myself as a woman, as a mother, as a girl, as a lady, as a worker, that I am able to hear but not hold. And it's so important when you're out chasing your goals and when you're out being focused on what's good for you because people are going to have stuff to say. People are going to try to pull you down. People are going to try to mess you up. People are going to try to trip you. They're going to tell you you're not good enough. They're going to tell you, I don't think so. They're going to say, "Mm mm-hmm. Uh huh. And you're going to read that wrong and you're going to get offended. But what if you were just good? What if you could allow things to enter, comprehend, and leave? It's a very freeing feeling, it's a very good, strong feeling when you can hear things, digest things, allow them to affect you for a moment, and then move on. Stay focused on what you're trying to accomplish in your life because you are the only person, you are the only person that can accomplish the things that you want to be accomplishing. And I encourage you, to straighten up your self-talk, be more optimistic with the things that you're telling yourself, find a balance in your world, and run towards your goals. Don't walk towards your goals. Run towards your goals. And anyone who's not for you Anyone who's not on your side, anyone who's not running alongside you or rooting for you needs to be left behind, needs to be left behind because you were put here on this earth for a reason. You were put here on this earth to accomplish something. Now, what that is, I have no idea. It could be that you were put on this earth to be the world's greatest mom to eight kids. It could be a scientist. It could be a lawyer. It could be a doctor. It could be to make people laugh. It could be to make people feel with the arts of music 
or the art of painting. Every single person on this earth was meant to do something. And so many of us are moved so drastically by what people say about us that we freeze, we get stuck, and it's sad, and it's unfortunate, and I empathize for you because I have been there. I have been there, and I understand 100%. Lastly, and most importantly, not that all of those weren't Super important, but most importantly, you need to get organized. Part of procrastination is cleanliness and organization. So, so important to make sure that your workspaces are organized, your bedroom is clean and organized. Your bathroom, your closet, your dressers are clean and organized. The reason this is, is because it holds so much weight on our mind when we have clutter and things in our personal space or places that are supposed to be used for rest and tranquility such as your bedroom. It's very difficult to think clearly and to focus clearly on our goals when we have so many other things weighing on our shoulders, such as I should be doing dishes or I should be cleaning this or I should be cleaning that. Stay organized. Don't let things get too cluttered. Don't let things get too overwhelmed. Don't let things get too dirty. Stay on top of it. And if you can't do it, get your kids to do it. Those of you that are parents, mothers, mothers, stop feeling as if it's all on you. If your child is able to walk and talk, your child is capable of cleaning. I, my child has been cleaning and doing his own laundry since he was like six. He started making his own lunches when he was like six. Picking out his own clothes when he was four. Mopping, doing dishes, cleaning counters. Very, very early on. Cooking, very early on. It is your duty as a parent to make sure that your children know how to do this. And when they know how to do it, then you can give it to them as a chore. So take the time to teach your children how to be a competent adult. Teach your children how to clean a house, how to do their laundry, how to cook. And if they look at you confused, tell them that your job as a parent is to make sure that they succeed as an adult. Baby, you were not put on this earth to baby your children. You were not put on this earth to make sure and coddle them. That's not your job. Your job as a parent is to teach your little one how to be a parent so that he can do a good job being a parent to his kids. 
That's the whole thing. It's not to take care of them and to baby them and to make sure they don't do That's not your job. Your job is to make sure that they grow up being a productive human being who can work and make money and succeed. And when you're babying them and coddling them and doing everything for them, then they're going to grow up. They're going to be so confused. They're not going to know what to do. Then they're going to be calling you up, asking you how to turn on the freaking washing machine at their new place because they have no idea. This is a real story. These are real things that happen. Having no idea how to cook. That's ridiculous. Your job is to make sure that when they are, by the time they're 18 years old, they know how to do everything. So teach them young. They need years of experience in order to get it down. When my kid first started doing laundry or cleaning the bathroom or cleaning his room, he did a horrible job. When he first started making his bed, he did a horrible job. Literally just throw the covers up, like a mess. You have to reteach him and reteach him and reteach him and reteach him and re and re and over and over and over again until they get it down correctly. It's just like walking. How many times did your child fall before they started walking? They fell a lot. And over a month span or a year span or a couple years span, they went from rolling around on their stomach to running. It's the same with chores, but you got to give them a few years. Teach them young. Stop doing all the chores for them. I encourage you to do that today. Today, after this podcast, go sit down with your children, figure out what they're capable of doing at the age that they're at, and teach them how to do it. How to do dishes, how to load a dishwasher properly, how to sweep, how to vacuum. Teach them how to make the lines, going over and over, how to pick up furniture. My child, when he first started vacuuming, would go around toys. There'd be toys on the ground. He would just vacuum around the toys and I would want to pull my hair out. It's common sense to pick up the toy, but it's not common sense for a child. So you have to teach them, pick up the toys first, then vacuum. And then they do it again, partly because they forgot, partly because they're lazy, just like everyone else in the world. So then you have to reiterate it again. How ridiculous is that going to be when your child is married, vacuuming, there's clothing all over the floor, and they're vacuuming around their clothing because you as a parent never taught them that they need to clean up the floor. They're going to drive their partner insane. So stop babying your children. And one of the ways to get to your goal faster is to put your children in charge of some of the chores so it's less on you. That'll give you time to go to the gym. That'll give you time to cook healthy recipes. That'll give you time to work on your side hustle. That'll give you time to make love to your spouse. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, whatever your goal is, be more family-oriented. Take them to the park. Spend more quality time with your loved one. Going grocery shopping, whatever it is. Everyone has goals. What are your goals? What are the things you're trying to do? It all takes time. Time. You need time. Delegate. Learn to delegate. And that's another podcast. 
time management. Scroll through my SoundCloud or through my YouTube and look up time management. I'll link that one below also. There's so many intricate ways of, of buying time for yourself. So many of us aren't doing it and we're putting our goals aside and we're not accomplishing the things that we were supposed to be accomplishing because we're using time as an excuse, not enough time. I'm telling you, if there wasn't enough time in this world, I never would have gotten done the things that I've gotten done so far. But I have taken huge things out of my life, huge time wasters out of my life and gotten so far because of just doing a few things differently than what most people do. And I still spend enough time with my child quality time. I still spend enough time with my partner. I still have enough time to eat healthy. I still have enough time to wash my hair every once in a while, along with all of the other things that I have accomplished in my life. And I encourage you to sit down and find ways to save time, buy time, delegate, and focus. So we covered a lot of things, like a lot of good things. I really, really hope I really hope that you really gained some serious stuff out of here. If you guys are just joining me now, honestly, go back and watch from the beginning. Some seriously awesome things that you can do to make sure that you are um, hitting your goals. Now, I told you there was going to be a challenge. This is the challenge. It's October 31st. Tomorrow is November 1st. There's approximately 30 days in every month. Yes? <coughs> I want to do a 60-day challenge. Instead of waiting till January 1st to start your goal, I am challenging you that within the next 60 days, Not only do I want you to have a goal written out, but I want you to be actively working on the goal before the beginning of the year. Now, for those of you that are all like, my goal is to lose weight and I still want to eat my cookies, I get it. I'm down with that. But there's no reason why you cannot, starting now, write down a goal of how many pounds you want to lose, write down the date for when that will be accomplished, and start going to the gym now. There's no reason. There's no reason why you cannot start going to the gym now. There's no reason why you can't get up tomorrow and make a green smoothie. There's no reason why tomorrow you can't make yourself a turkey sandwich if you eat deli meat and um, a bunch of fruits and veggies in your, in your lunch. There's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing steps, healthy steps towards your goal that you were planning on starting in 2019. Now, I'm not telling you can't eat cookies. I'm not telling you can't have pumpkin pie. I'm not telling you can't eat a big turkey on Thanksgiving. None of that was said. 
I said, you need to start taking steps towards that goal. Go to the gym now. Go for the walk now. Pack a healthy lunch now. You want to stop smoking? Same thing. Don't wait till 2019. Stop procrastinating. How many packs of cigarettes are you smoking now? Two, one, cut it in half. Right now, starting now. Make a commitment now to yourself, to your self-talk. Be confident in the fact that you have the ability to be and to do anything you want to do right now. There is absolutely nothing. There is no difference between tomorrow and January 1st. No difference. It's the same. 60 days. 60 days, I need a goal written out. I need a deadline. And I need to know what you are doing in the next 60 days. What actions you are taking towards that decision before the new year. I challenge you. You can reach out to me here on Facebook. You can reach out to me on YouTube. You can reach out to me on SoundCloud. My website is sabrinavictoria.com. I have email. There's a million different ways of getting a hold of me. Get a hold of me. I want to hold you accountable for the 60-day challenge. You come to me with what your goals are, and I will share with you what my goals are in the exchange. You can hold me accountable and watch me. Make sure I hit my goals, and I will watch you. That's my promise to you. So I certainly, certainly hope you guys got something out of this. This is podcast number 65. I am hitting 100 by the end of the year. Super, super psyched. Amazing content coming up. Please stay with me. Please subscribe if you're not subscribed. I promise amazing things to come. So thank you so much for joining me here at Nation of Diamonds. I was your host, Sabrina Victoria. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and check out all of my other social media under sabrinavictoria.com. Always healthy, passion-filled content here. I'm here to support you in your dreams. Please feel free to reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. Thanks for listening. For more awesome spoonfuls of things only Sabrina can get away with saying, visit sabrinavictoria.com. And this is a reminder to follow Sabrina Victoria on Facebook for posts straight to your wall as soon as they happen.